Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Consado's Place. Our guest has two Grammy nominations and a top 10 hit with SZA. You'll meet Los Hendricks in just a second. But first, a really serious issue that we just want to give a shout out and support and love to everybody in the state of Texas and, of course, our creative friends from any specific genre. Texas is a rich musical state from rock and roll and country to hip-hop to Tejano, um, roots music, alternative music, great musical cities like Houston and Austin, and, and, and every small town has great musicians in it. We send you love. We'd love to send you heat. We'd love to send you water. Uh, this will pass, but uh, know that we're thinking about you. Um, and also, guys, for all you creators... Project Link is live on PensadosPlace.tv. Remember, that's brought to you by BAMPAY, and you can literally use it to market yourself, generate leads, negotiate whatever you need to, have the project be live all the way through. Go to PensadosPlace.tv forward slash project hyphen link and get your game on. Um, another thing we want to do is just recognize our friends who are up for Grammy nominations each week. First one is our buddy, Luca Predilisi, one of the most brilliant and talented and committed member of our musical community. He's up for Dance Record of the Year with Diplo. Get down, Luca. Hats off to you. And now, make sure you sign up for our newsletter, like and subscribe, click notify. Our guest is Los Hendricks, uh, an amazingly talented guy, hot as fire, top 10 record with SZA, two Grammy nominations, um, you're going to enjoy this conversation. And next week, Nashville giant Dave Cobb. Here's Los Hendricks. How are you? I'm not too bad. Just hanging in there, man. Just working. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that I think is so cool is when people are able to grasp onto a concept of music. Now, you've got something called New Age Vintage. Right. That's my whole thing, actually. That's the funny thing. That's like when me and my boys be talking, we're like, that, that's literally what we'd be saying. Like, man, I want to make that new age vintage. Like, it's funny that you said it like that. Like, that's literally what we'd be saying. Yeah. I, I, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> no, Al, sure. Schmidt, Al Schmidt called me a dinosaur two days ago. So tell us what new age vintage is. Um, to me, I guess new age vintage means, um, it's like music that's just going to last in this generation. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I feel like a lot of things now are just like, it's like microwave beats, man. It's like microwave music. They just, they just do like four bars, eight bars and that's it. There's no changes, but like something that just feels good. Like, you know, I feel like, especially now a lot of things are changing, you know, the climate, you know, the world's changed. Um, and I feel like people want to feel again, you know what I'm saying? So it's like lately it's just been like, I mean, just, just the fact that a record like good day is even on the top 10, like that, that just shows you people want to feel again. You know what I'm saying? Because that song has so much feeling like, you know, it's not like your perfect club record or something like that. And I mean, I have those too, but I mean, those, I mean, I don't even know if that's going to last as long as good days. That's, the point, you know what I mean? But like, Right. Man, you know, I think that's that's just what it is. You know what I mean? To me, you know. Yep. What were your influences coming along, particularly on guitar? On guitar? Um, no, uh, music too, but include a little bit about well, yeah. guitar. I'm a guitar yeah, because I mean, I, 
because I really got more into production like probably like 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? But then like guitar, I've been playing for like 26 years. So I'm like 36 now. Um, so when I was coming up, like I was l- listening to I was listening to a lot of um, alternative music, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was listening to like R&B, too. But really, I was listening to a lot of like real alternative like nirvana and like smashing pumpkins i was listening to like um like like one of the first notebooks that i had was like melancholy and infinite sadness i had i was learning to read tabs on that and i was learning to read tabs on um on radiohead okay computer and i and i love radiohead like they 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 fire as hell man but um you know but just like in that and that was when i was in like sixth grade you know what i'm saying so (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know what's interesting about what you're saying? Tell, tell me if you think this is anywhere close to accurate. I always preach, and I think we do oftentimes, that don't stay in a lane. Like, learn from all kinds of places. Get, oh, yeah. get your influences from all kinds of places, and then it's going to allow you to combine some things, create a hybrid that becomes your signature. But if you nah, if you exactly. sit in one box, you're going to be in one box. Do you do you agree? Oh no, hundred percent, I agree. You know what I mean? Hundred percent, man. Because it's like I feel like I've just taken from like, I mean, obviously it's music, man. Everybody takes from everything. You know what I mean? Like even back in the day, they was taken from something. So Absolutely. so it's like, you know, it's just like I feel like I've just taken a little bit from like everything and just kind of figured out what's my favorite stuff to listen to. And then it's like, I try and make that, like, I try and make like what I would want to hear, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like more of like an ear thing at this point. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I know a bunch of cold players that can't make a melody in a room with an artist to save their life. You'd have to like literally <laughs> tell them what to do. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'll come in there and the first thing I play, they're like, Oh shit, that's it. and it's like you know but that takes a while you know what i'm saying like that's that's the that's the secret loki you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's like making something that that people just want to resonate with you know what i'm saying like immediately tell tell me if you think i'm wrong you too herb please um rock and roll is um and rock is pretty closely tied to to the american blues scene you know particularly, particularly the rock that comes from europe and so that's that's a very 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 feeling type of music and and, and um, I started out as a as a rock guitar player too because my mother taught me guitar and I was, I was playing pretty young, but but mm-hmm. if you, if you if you survey the landscape, a lot of the best songwriters and producers have your background. Like Max Martin was the lead singer in a heavy metal band. Pharrell was listening to rock. Um, uh, um, mm-hmm. We, we've had them on the show, the, the, the lead singers for rock bands, lead singers for rock bands. And um, I think that energy that you have in your music is, is a function of, of the, the vestiges of, the, of, of your, your rock and roll days. Uh, do you think yeah. that's possible? I think like partially. Like, I think it's like that mixed with the jazz. Like, it's like, it's like basically taking that like alternative vibe, but then mixing, throwing the jazz in there. Like yeah. a little bit, like rock with a little extra sauce. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and to know. that point, what is what is sort of fascinating is that you you're becoming the vintage. You're becoming yourself, new age vintage. You know what I mean? Like, you're not just making music. Your approach to music is respect for the past, use it in new ways, be authentic with it. Not hundred percent. 
and 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 as that mix comes together because when i listen to your stuff i'm caught by all the stuff i recognize that is virtuoso stuff playing stuff borrowing from other things and then i can enjoy it in the pocket and in the beat you know and it, it just is it's amazing how it feels new but your perspective is literally the future of music um thank you i mean yeah, you're on the edge of the wave that's now coming in because yeah, we have to feel we're in pandemics, we're isolated. Uh, it's not so. I I have much respect for for what you're doing and, and and to Dave's question, what I think is interesting is that you have figured out whatever I pull it from, it better feel right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, right, exactly. Or I'm gonna switch it quick, cause, cause you know every now, you know it's real life. So sometimes you come in there, and you know they like the first thing. I don't know. I'm like, up, oh, switch it up, boom. You know what I'm saying? Like, like don't don't ever really like like that's another thing. It's not having an ego too. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like when I go in the room, it's just like I'm just there to make the record. Like I'm not like oh this has to be like this way, like or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like I just be like oh you want to do like a whole different vibe? I right, bet let's we off this boom. Let's go to the next one. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And that's it. You know what I mean? Sometimes I do that shit to myself. <laughs> like, yeah. so I'll be like, I'll be playing. I'm like, ah, I could make, I could play something colder. And then I like try it again. Right. You know don't, what I'm you, don't you think that um, when you try to write a hit, you can't, but when you just be yourself and write for yourself and just have fun, that's when those come out, you know? Um, yep. hundred percent. Creativity never comes when you ask it to. It just sneaks up from behind when you don't when you don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you least expect it, man. I mean, that's kind of how the walk them down one happened. It was like an accident, low key. Really? Oh, you know I, mean? I, I want to talk yeah. about walking down, walk them down towards the end of the show, uh, break mm-hmm. down a little bit. But what a great, what yeah. a great. Yeah, well, I, I can't wait. I, I'm, 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 I apologize, sir, but I can't wait. That 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 kick drum. Tell me about that kick drum. What the walk them down one? Well, that's that was AP did the did the beats on that. Shout out to uh, Cash Money AP. But yeah, um, Joshua mix it, but it, it's 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 beautifully distorted. It's not Elephant Man distorted. It's music yeah, nah, distorted. That's Fruity Loops, man. And, 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 and <laughs> when we get off of this, I'm gonna call Jason and try and get that damn sample because that's the future, man. Nobody wants to hear clean, pretty kick drums anymore. They it's want to the matches the pandemic we're in. And, and, and man, uh, a, a regular executive once told me he never signed a kick drum. Why do I care so much about them? But I would sign that kick drum if I was a record executive. That's how good it is. <laughs> yeah, man, that was that was AP's kick. You got to ask Cash Money AP, man. Yeah. Yeah, he, he killed him. Uh, uh, um, I just recently got on, uh, put him on my radar. He's, he's, he's gifted. He's so talented. He's dope. He makes he's one of the fastest at making beats I've ever seen. He literally makes a whole beat in like 10 minutes. It's like insane. Wow. He, you don't even think about it. He's just like, boom. It's like, oh, put like I give him the sample and he's just like, oh, okay, whoop, and that's it. It's gone. Beats well, over. So your problem, <laughs> are, you, are you writing mostly melodies and stuff like that? Are you you're you doing beats as well? Are you talking? No, line? so with me, it's like I feel like. I guess I'm kind of like a Swiss army knife. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I got the sessions when like, like if I'm in with guys that do melodies, like, like, let's say I'm in with another dude that's cold on keys or something, I might do the beat. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, 
like I can do the drums for sure. You know what I mean? And I, and I have records out that I've done like the whole beat, like a hundred percent or did the drums too. that, that, you know, like talk to you for Brent. Like I did that whole beat from scratch you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent. And uh, like this, there's, there's a, there's a few others, but, but I mean, I, I just happen to have a lot of producer homies that are um, drum guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it's kind of like a, a, a safe place for me where it's like, you know, they're going to do the drums. Okay. You want me to just do all the music? All right, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I could do, do all the music and stuff. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Nah, but you know, cause, cause it comes easy to me. It's, it takes me actually longer to make drums, but I feel like now I've done so much drums that I actually know what good drums should sound like. So it's like, I'm good at mixing and stuff. And, um, you know, cause I, I work out at Pro Tools, you know, and then, um, so I'm good at like, you know, I gain stage everything. I'll be having my master chain and, you know, make sure it hits right. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And everything's sitting right, you know, stereo with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, so, you know, I make sure it sounds good. I feel like that's the thing. Like, I'm kind of like the glue guy. Like, I glue stuff all together, and then I'm good at, with the melodies. But, like, if I need to do drums, like, I'll, I'll 100% a beat right there. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a problem. But, I mean, AP is the drum guy. So, I'm like, man, I'm going to let you do the drums. Like, if we in a session, it's like, I'm going to let you do the drums. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, Seven or Wonder Girl or one of them. Like, you know what I mean? My boy Nascent, too. Shop Nascent from – he did Good Days with me and stuff, too. You know what I mean? His drum's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Who do you trust with your mixes? Do you do them yourself? Or do you- um, right now, there's two guys that I've been really um, messing with. Uh, my boy, Etai, and then um, Jeff Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Jeff Jackson, I'll be, I'll be really sending most of my mixes to Jeff Jackson, to be honest, okay. um, as of late. Like, when I really need stuff. Like, when stuff's, like, really about to come out. Like, I always pre-mix. It. Like I have good premix that almost sound like it's mixed damn near like before. Yeah. But then it's like Jeff just takes it to the next level for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like every time. You know what I mean? So uh, hey, but, um, I'm I'm always kind of curious about where where we're heading for the future in terms of the sound and and, and the production. And um I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe you can help me, but uh the, the mixes I, I get um sent to me there's a pattern where it's going a little more lo-fi, a little more lo-fi, a little slower beats. And, mm-hmm. and do you have a, a, a barometric reading on where we're going to be when we come out of this pandemic? It feels to me like it's going to be like a lot of talented guys went into a garage and did a good mix, but they could never do it again or, or a good thing. It's, it's, it's going to have a random, a beautiful randomness and a beautiful new, not pristine, but, but, feel the groove is going to be more important than, than the melody in right. some, in some instances. And do you, do you, what, what's your thoughts on that? Herb chime in too. Um, I mean, I think like, I don't know, like as, as far as more like the mixing or like the style of music, that's going to be more. Both like, the, 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 the type of what, 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 what productions it's going to be like and what the songs are going to be like. And, and, you know, we were, we were, we were coming up to a change in music, um, Right. You know, we were getting more singing, more melodic type hip hop right before the pandemic. And it wasn't just strictly rap, 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 chorus, 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 singer, singer, singer. Now, now the rappers are singing the rap, you know. Right. So, so what's next is what I'm saying. Um, I mean, I think like, I don't know, I think I think dance music's going to make actually a comeback. Like, oh, at some point. like, like new dance, like, but in like a way where it's like, 
almost like kind of on some new classic vibe dance music. You know what I mean? But then also, because people are going to want to like, once COVID's really over, people are going to want to party. Like that's one thing, like 100%. Yeah. Like the club's going to be going crazy. All yeah. the parties going to go up. Like LA going to be like the 1930s or some crap. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like once it's, once it's over, you know, literally that and then mixed with like the good days vibes, like stuff that people want to feel. Like, you know, if they're feeling down, they want to feel good. They want something they can just hit over and over again or lay in the bathtub, a girl come home, lay in her bathtub and listen to some music or, or you know, after a day's work. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. I feel like the, the, those are the, the vibes. You know what I mean? that and, and then the trap stuff's gonna be there but i think like yeah. dance is gonna like we're gonna have more like real dance records like in the club like coming soon i think in the next 10 20 years you I know where it's like actual dance music four on the floor and stuff like that you know i i, I think you're right i it's weird you said that because oh this is gonna really age me um but i, <laughs> I tend to stay up late at night and about 4 30 this morning screaming in my headphones was Johnny's gills rub you the right way and I damn near broke my neck you know just because because and the point I'm getting to is I think we're going to get back to celebrating to where music is fun and we can release through it and just you know because we've gone through hell and we're just <laughs> understanding the level of hell that we're going through both individually and collectively right and that's when I think musical artists lead and say, now let us show you how to exhale or how to, and let me give you a piece. I mean, you know, I'm going back a little bit, but there was a reason why Happy by Pharrell was just so you, to the point you hated it, but you, you hate it just <laughs> because the, the, the human spirit needed it. 100%. And I think we're going to enter into a period, I think we're in it now where it's being, it can be created. And then those records are going to come out. And as we kind of emerge, I think you're right. The energy is going to be celebrate, connect. Don't be divisive. Be simple. You know, mm -hmm. like we, it, it ain't, let's stop being heavy. <laughs> right? Nah, 100%. People going to have fun. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Great observation. What song you played a significant amount of guitar in are you the most proud of? And this doesn't reflect on the artist or anything, just something that you that you, you went, you finished it and you went, something. damn, I like that. Because I know you like Oh, everything. something that I wrote that I was like yeah. really into? Yeah. Man, I don't even know, man. Uh, that's a tricky one. I mean, I'd play guitar on like every song. So it's like... Give me a guitar player that you, that you, that you, that you like. We all, all guitar players have our heroes. Oh, oh, the, oh my heroes? Um, hmm. I mean, obviously, I love Hendrix. I mean, honestly, sidebar the whole Hendrix thing. My mother's last name's Hendrix, so oh, that's okay. that's why that's why I took the Hendrix thing. Okay, like, it wasn't like just because of Jimmy. Okay. You know what I mean? But Jimmy's a huge. I'm a huge Jimmy fan for sure. Um, obviously, and then like you got like the um, West Montgomery, you know, on the jazz side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pat Pat Martino, Pat Metheny, Joe oh. Pass, all them guys. You know what I mean? I I jazz guys, then, huh? I love the jazz guys. I mean, obviously, um, you know, like the Radiohead, I, I'm blocking the guitarist name, but he's insane. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you got the Edge, you too. You got a tons of people. And like even Metallica, like, um, yep. like Kirk Hammett, and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like all of them, you know, it's a, it's a bunch. Like I, I used to listen to so much 
rock and, and alternative and then stuff like that, you know, and then even like on the R&B side, you know, like from like hit like Hitman, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. like, Steve Cropper like Stevie, Stevie J and, and, and uh, you know what I mean? He was a cold guitar. He, well, he played everything. He played keys, he played guitar, all, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, man, like, um, and then obviously, um, um, blocking his name, man. Um, there's another guy that, that was like big on the R&B stuff. Um, man, crazy. Under pressure. Under pressure. The whole internet. I'm under pressure. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then when I say it, he's going to be like, Dan, you forgot me too. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. What, what's your, what's your favorite brand of guitar or, or what, what brands are, do you play and, and are comfortable with? Um, Actually, when I first started um, playing the guitar, it was nylon. You know what I mean? So I learned on a nylon initially. You know what I mean? Like, that was my mother bought me a nylon, like, way back in the day, like, when I was, like, nine, ten years old. Because I was playing. I, I lived in the city, and I used to go to my boy's apartment. He had a little crappy guitar in there that I would just play it over and over again. And I guess she saw that, and she was just like, for my birthday, she bought me a guitar. And then I, and then I started going crazy playing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, that I started with. And then, like, my first electric was, like, a regular uh, Fender Strat. You know what okay. I mean? Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, what do you play now? What do you, what do you, what, what do you play? Um, I mean, so, so I actually, it's funny. I got this, well, I play a, a PRS a lot, but I actually got a homie that's from Connecticut. Shout out my boy um, Chavez from A12 Guitars. And, like, I had linked with him, like, I don't know, like eight years ago, like back when I was in New York, but he builds guitars, you know what I'm saying? And I've actually been playing his guitars for a little while too. Like on the electric guitars, like it, like like I literally got a guitar that's like a one piece build that, that he made, it's some crazy, this, this, this one right here. Like this is literally like he built this whole thing, you know what I'm saying? Beautiful, beautiful. You know what I mean? What are the pickups? Um, This dude, Centel, out of, uh, I think he's out of, He's out of here, out of California. I've never met the guy, but but that's who, and they're like hand wound and stuff. You know what I mean? It sounds kind of, it, it responds kind of like a Gibson a little bit, but it's like, it just, it got a real great tone, man. Beautiful guitar. Beautiful guitar. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, the, the wood's actually really old. That's the funny thing. It's a new guitar, but the wood's from like the 90s. It's like a, a quilted top, like killer quilt. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ever done this? Um, you pick up a guitar. And immediately, you know, if it was played by somebody good or somebody not good. Have you ever, have you ever done that? Uh, not really. I don't a, think so. In a used guitar store, you can kind of tell which ones were played by amateurs and which ones were played by guys. I, mean, like I can guys. tell by the setup if, like, you're taking yourself seriously or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if I pick up a guitar in the studio and it's all, like, wonky and shit, yeah. it's like, you know, then they ain't even really, like, care about it like that you know what i'm saying but it's like i feel like when you pick up like like um you know like i didn't like picked up like i remember i was in the studio with like chris payton and i was like trying his guitar out and his thing was set up real nice and i was like this is like how i would set up my shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it's like i could just tell like by how it's set up you know if it feels good you know but it's like i feel like even a, a, a the wonky action at this point i could pretty much play i could play it and still get good notes out of it oh oh but, oh, oh, oh. Oh, I got to interrupt. Nile Rogers? Nile Rogers. Oh, yeah. Dope, man. Was <laughs> that, no, that the one you were thinking of? 
Nah, it wasn't even Nile Rogers, man. Um, <laughs> man, it's gonna, I'm telling you, I'm I'm gonna say it before the uh the podcast is over. Um, I'll, I'll help you actually. Well, actually, you know, you know, you know who um you know what he's it's, he's the guy that's from Tony Tony Tony. Rafael. Um, oh yeah, Rafael Sadiq. Yes, gotcha. my, my dude, Rafael gotcha. Sadiq. Man, I never met him before, but one of the homies we working with him a bunch. What happened? The guy that played a lot of their records was a guitar player named Chubu. Okay. He played a bass. Like, he played a bass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we know Raphael well. We, we can connect you if you need to. Um, oh, yeah. Here's a question. Tell, right. tell us yeah, about your experience with Tizza. The, the writing, the production. Man, so this is, this is a very – the way that record happened was just very interesting because um, I've met Tizza about two, three times. But we never actually worked together in the room ever. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, um, like, like me and SZA have never actually like been in the studio together, like working. You know what I mean? So, um, when I made the Good Days melody, I was in an artist session with an artist that I'm gonna I'm gonna just leave all the names out just because I don't want to like. You know what I'm saying? But um, basically, I was in an artist session for like a big artist. You know what I mean? And I came up with this vibe. And they just pushed on from the vibe. Like, it wasn't like, you know, to them, they, they wanted to keep it moving. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And um, I had sent that, that the voice note of that loop to Nasent, and he put drums on it. And then when I got it back, I finished out, like, the rest of the music, the production of it, the bass, all the, the little sounds and stuff. And um, it was, like, like more like a stripped-down version of the beat. Like, because like Carter came in at the end and added, like, strings, and he added uh, flute and stuff like that and some like sound effects and arranged it a little bit more like, mm-hmm. like the, the latter half of the, uh, the record. And um, so basically kind of just sat on the beat. I sent it back to that artist, like as a beat, you know what I mean? And she kind of like kept it moving on that, you know what I mean? And didn't really say anything. Um, and so it was kind of in the, it was in the hard drive, you know, for like two months, you know what I mean? And then, you know, me and me and Nasent were talking and, he was just, and I was just telling him like, man, this is one of those ones. Like we got to try and we should try and get this to scissor for real. So like he, he gave it to Carter, Carter Lang, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously he worked with scissor. He did like her whole last album, you know what I mean? And um, it took, it took him a while to actually end up playing it for her, but eventually he got in the room with her again and um, played it for her. I think after a bunch of stuff and she ended up cutting just the verse, like mm-hmm. the first verse, the, the, the whole, like, I think like all, only all the way up to um, uh, like, you don't care. Like literally you don't care. was the last line. You know what okay. I mean? And it was like that for like a year and a half. And this was in like 2019, the beginning of 2019. So this was like 2018. I made the idea. I think she she got it in like December of like 2018, and I, like I heard a cut from Carter and them like early in in 2019. You know what I mean? Like I heard a, a version of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, just it was just like it was like an urban legend, man, <laughs> for a long time. You know what I mean? One of those records, like yeah, I got the scissor record. I don't, I don't know if it's ever gonna happen, though. But like you know what I'm saying? And um, it was like that for a minute. And then literally, um, I think she she doubled back on it, like at the beginning of the pandemic and um, started writing more, finished the hook, finished basically up to where the hit different version was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, 
then I heard that version of it from Carter too, like in the studio with him. And then apparently around that time, that's when she got Jacob Collier on it. Like, and then like she leaked it on her Twitter and on her Instagram. She was like, Hey, I could do the song, Jacob Collier, the goat, whatever. Whoop. And then the thing just came out and I was like, wait, that's my song. <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, oh, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, and then she obviously then later came out at the end of hit different. And then it was just at the end. And then, you know, then she made him wait again, dropped it on Christmas. <laughs> so it was like, it's just been this ongoing thing of like, when is it really coming? Like, is this even going to happen? Like, you know what I mean? So but it's cool that it's actually like out and going nuts now. You know what I mean? It's like, it was worth the wait. It was, it was definitely a buildup. You know what and, I mean? And I think what's important for the audience <laughs> to know is that it happens like that sometimes. It mm -hmm. happens the same way with Trap Money Benny. Um, mm -hmm. You know, something goes someplace, sits forever, gets marinated on, sometimes gets lost in the hard drive, comes up some other place. And before you know it, it takes its own life and momentum and and you're following the, the, the song. The song's not being pushed by people. It's being, you know, passed around and shaped and touched mm -hmm. on and boom, you know, so... Yeah. Um, you can't be afraid of that process. That that process nah. is important, right? Yeah, no, nah, 100%. Thankfully, it wasn't too many other hands on it. Really, it was just Carter. Oh, cool. So it was like, really like Carter Carter was good. Because the thing was, SZA cut the, the, the record to like me and Nonsense beat without mm -hmm. Carter being on it. Like he just played it for her mm -hmm. at, in the beginning. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then when he realized like she was really going to go, then he went and was like, yo, let me, I'm going to finish this. You know what I mean? And then he came back and was like, boom, he hit the flute and he hit the strings and the like extra sense. And, but he like, cause, cause if I, if I played you the beat that I, we had and then what he finished, the one that he finished is really like the one that's out now. So it's like, he, he added a hell of, he went crazy. You know what I'm saying? Right. He, I mean, it was a lot there already, but it was just like the core of the beat. But SZA had already cut to that version of it. So he was like, I can't really like get in the way of this. I got to like produce around it. You know what I mean? And he's good at doing that too. Like he's he's like a great post guy. You know what I mean? Ooh. Like Carter's a great post guy. He, I mean, great at every, kind of great at a little bit of everything, but but like post he shines for sure. You know what I mean? Going back to um, to New Age Vintage, are you using a, a, a slew of, of actual older original uh, keyboards? Are you using the virtual versions, the old, you know, the, the, the virtual ones? Or are you, are you experimenting with, with more new, new plugins and new keyboards? Um, I mean, right now, I'm, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I've been using like Profit X a bunch, but that's like some new stuff. But um, that like for keyboards and stuff, it just, it's just very versatile. And I just been getting, uh, and then also just like the VSTs, like, trillion and like you know like like uh arturia stuff that like mimics the old stuff but i don't actually like i'm actually gonna start buying some like other like more analog analog synths soon because i can control all of them with my guitar i actually be controlling the synths with my guitar too like i'll be playing them on keys but then i also control them with my guitar because of the midi out you know what i mean and like yeah. i got a, I got a uh, midi uh thing you ever heard of midi guitar too it's like a Fisher is the coming in Fisher. No, no, no. It's literally a, a program. It's called MIDI Guitar 2. It, that's literally all it's called. You know what I'm saying? No, uh, no. And, and shout, shouts to DJ Dahi. He would want to show me that. Um, and, um, you know, great dude. But um, but yeah, he was like, I remember he made a joke about it. He was like, 
He's like, hey, man, when you get a Grammy, just, like, shout me out. And I showed you this MIDI guitar, too, shit, man. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, I was like, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I was like, absolutely. That's not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but, can, um, you take me, can you take me on, <laughs> on uh, you, know how, you know how they speed up those videos and everything's going real fast? Can you take me on a 30-second tour of when you walk in the studio to when you come out with a finished product? Just describe it. You, you come in, you sit down, you you sit down with the guitar, you sit down with the keyboard, you work, you leave. Um, well, like if if I'm on, all right. Well, it, it's kind of similar in both settings, but if I'm at the house, like I mean, really, you know, somebody comes in, you know, sit down, I kind of start talking with them, and then um, you know, I'll start playing chords and stuff, and just kind of look. I, I just look at people's faces too. Like I can kind of tell, like okay, you like this, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. are you trying to like this or do you really like this? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, you know, I kind of just study people. Like, you know what I mean? I think it's about like studying people's reactions. You know what I mean? And then, um, cause I mean, obviously if I'm here by myself, I'll make a whole different vibe. You know what I mean? That will have nothing to do with it. But then like, once I get the guitar or keys down, like whatever, if it's like music, just the first bit of music, then, you know, get into drums if there's a guy that's there that's doing um drums or like if it's me you know like you know we'll just get into the drums and then, then like you know i'm up with a vocal track pretty quick i got like you know my, my, my um my chain that's up and i got a little uh uh whatchamacallit uh template you know what i mean so so like you know I, i'm already like work, like if i'm with an artist i'm already working in that template where I got the vocals, you know what I mean? So I'm building the beat in there and then I'm cutting on the mic and we're going, you know, and then, you know, and then finish it out, you know, kind of do my little mix on it and, and that's it, you know? That's simple, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not simple at all, man. That, I mean, that's if I'm like in my house, like running it. If I'm in another studio, like, you know, I'm sending files and stuff. Like I'm putting my effects on the guitar or whatever and I'm sending a, a or, or on the whole beat. Like sometimes I'll like, get the files from like the other producers or like if I'm in a, a session and I'll like mix the beat down and then I'm sending that to the engineer and then they loading that in the set track and then they go and, you know, in there to, to um, cut it, you know, in the booth and, and then, then we finish it, mm. you know, but, but then, you know, sometimes it's nice because the engineer will give you a good little pre-mix too, depending on, well, some engineers, some of them, some of them, <laughs> I'll be like, man, mine is better. <laughs> depends, depends who it is. <laughs> now, before we get to batter's box, what, what's the future hold for you? What are you working on? What are you excited about? Where's it going? Give us a snapshot. Um, so, I mean, Sis has reached out, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I think she's not really in the studio right now, but obviously I'm looking forward to working on her stuff sure. you know, more in, in depth, like kind of helping her finish the project wherever I can fit in. Mm -hmm. um, lately, I've been actually working with uh, Don Tolliver recently. Mm. His project sounds insane. Like, oh, really? Yeah, it's crazy. He's taking some risks in there, man. So it's really dope oh, to no. see. He's not just sticking to the same sound that he had before. Mm. Um He's really, he's really on, he's on another level right now. His pen is incredible. He's just going stupid. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then obviously Brent's going crazy. He, yep. Brent got a whole bunch of little secret ones that I can't even talk about coming, but but Love we've it. been tapped into, you know what I mean? Like see some crazy features, you know what I mean? I can't even speak on, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, they coming, you know what I mean? I hope they ready because <laughs> uh, Brent, Brent, oh, Brent yeah. out here slaying. <laughs> okay.
No, we're ready. We're, we're ready and waiting. No, hundred uh, percent. Uh, Lower East Side, New York boy. Yeah, I know. What's do you like sports? Um, you know, I used to play football, and I, I barely am into sports now, man. It's funny, man. Like I, I'm so like the music is kind of took Take my it. whole life. And then, so I, I, I mean, I'm, on my spare time, I chill and I've been playing games and stuff, too. But so our, <laughs> our bad sport analogy is batter's box. So Dave's kind of like the pitcher and you're the batter. You're supposed to just knock his block off. You're supposed to hit him with that bat. 100%. So he told you eight or nine questions and you just throw that shit right back at him. Um, look, he's he's taking some Gatorade as he gets ready. He's getting ready. Dave. I'm ready. Fire away. 808s. Man, uh, foreign tech. <laughs> Synthesizers. Uh, Moog. Melodies. Melodies. Uh, guitar. Auto tune. Antares. That's a jazz thing. Uh, Major or minor? Uh, minor, for sure. Favorite beats per minute? Favorite tempo? Maybe like. Please say something faster. Like one, like one fifty-five. Okay. Maybe like one fifty, one fifty-five. A little faster. Yeah. Effects or reverb? Your choice. Effects or reverb? Both. <laughs> but but I mean. Uh, beach like reverb right now. I love that BX20 AKG verb, the one that's like a UAD one. It's like, oh, UAD. yeah, yeah, it's, kinda, it's like very springy, but it just has a cool. I mean, I, I, the go to is Valhalla, the vintage, you know what I mean? Vintage verb, guitar pedals, name fave, name fave. Oh, name my fave. Um, man, that belly puck delay man it's like a echoplex kind of thing you know what i mean i love that delay man uh, yeah that that one's fire loops i don't i make them so it's like it's, that one's hard for me <laughs> well, no that's that's a great answer the best answer probably yeah then, I mean, um, um outboard gear arcade maybe arcade arcade you know what i mean okay. like for like if i needed a loop arcade or something you know Okay. Yeah. And then what was it? What'd you just say? Uh, just outboard gear. Your favorite piece of outboard gear? Oh, CL1B. Hundred percent. Great, great answer. Um, um, I just grabbed one. Actually, I, I actually got one. Like they're they're still out here. <laughs> if if you you know a piece of gear, if your if your studio caught fire, what piece of gear would you rescue first? Not a guitar, but like a piece of gear. Year, man, probably this damn profit because I've been going crazy. With it. Or no, my Apollo, my Apollo, mm -hmm. and a laptop, obviously. Hard yeah. drive, hard yeah. drive, hard drive. <laughs> yeah, that goes without saying. That's number one. <laughs> All the other stuff can be got again. The hard drive is timeless. That's where the money is. <laughs> money is that man. The sessions. Yeah. Just a just a just a public service announcement. I've got friends, and I'm, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but I've got friends that back up their hard drives, but they put them in the same places that the drive they just backed up. So, so when you I back up my drive, it's right here still. When you back up in earthquake country, you might want to have it in a different house, you know, or a different. Yeah, place. No, true. 
Got to put in the lockbox or something. <laughs> that, that's that's uh, that's our public service for the day, Herb. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I'll take. I'm taking heed to it, man. <laughs> um, listen, man. The um, the fun part about our job is every week we kind of get a snapshot of the business, um, and we get a snapshot from all kinds of different places. Mm-hmm. And when we air your show. It really tells people where it's going and how good the hands are that it's in um, and the respect for the music and the fact that the hits are still popping and it's current, but mm-hmm. the art is being paid attention to. And, gotcha. that's, and that's why I have so much respect for you for doing because that, you know, you're talking West Montgomery and all kinds of stuff and Pat Matheny and some people are looking like, was that my science teacher in the back? They, they, <laughs> they have no idea, but your top 10 was just a, with those kind of influences and stuff. And that, that's a lesson to all the people watching. You've got all this stuff to learn from, to be influenced, to, to take from, and, and then put it in your own, your own thing and come out with something different, man. And that's, that's true art, artistry and true creativity, man. And I, and I applaud you for that. No, I appreciate it, man. I mean, I still listen to Future, though. That's the thing, you know. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so it's like, man, like you got it's like it's like Future mixed with Radiohead. Like, where? Yeah, that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, yeah. You know, and that's, that, and that's Future. That's <laughs> no, Future. Yeah. Right. right. Literally, hundred <laughs> percent. And listen, 100%. so glad you joined us. Um, anytime you want to come back on the show, please do. No, hundred percent, man. It was. Thank y'all for having me. This is amazing. Oh no, this it is our pleasure. We're we're the ones who are, who are in awe. Like we get to meet this incredible talent all the time. Yeah. Now I got a whole bunch of records of yours. I got to go put in the car. <laughs> man. Play really loudly. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, old rock and roll shit never dies. So um, hell yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Dave, why don't you take us home, man? Oh man. Um, I, I was sitting there not even thinking about that. Um, I, I, I think that, that having influences from the past is vital. The shoulders we stand on are, are pretty broad. And, and I like it when people give credit to the, to the, to the old music. But um, a technique that I've always found useful, and I'll share that with everyone, is instead of going back to, to, to those guys as heroes, go back to, the, to their heroes and start from the beginning. I, I said that a long time ago, but I think that I think that's pretty vital in today's world, where we we're we're we're, we're in our studios way more than we ever were, you know. Hundred percent. I think I think having influences is vital, and I know that sounds uh, kind of pedestrian to say or whatever the word is, but mm-hmm. uh, check it out, man. We'll see you soon. Yeah.